What's going on, everyone? I'm Britt Jones, and you are listening to Throwback Country Music. It's the podcast where we interview the biggest country music stars from yesterday, the legends, the heroes that made country music what it is. Now, today's guest is Radney Foster. Radney Foster is a huge songwriter. You've heard his songs that he's written for other artists. And, of course, he had uh, some hits as well back in the 90s. His most, probably most notable hit that he sang by himself in the 90s was called um, Nobody Wins. And it had Mary Chapin Carpenter singing in the background. But it was such a good song, and I'm sure you would recognize it if you heard it. It's a nobody wins, we both lose. Hearts get broken and love gets bruised. You know that? Okay. Yeah, so that that's actually, you. every now and then you'll still hear that song played on the radio. But he's written songs for Keith Urban, Sarah Evans, and Tanya Tucker. I mean, he's he's got a great catalog of hits. So uh, we're going to talk to him in just a little bit. Uh, first off, though, today's episode is brought to you by Kaya Vineyards and Winery in Dahlonega, Georgia. So be sure you listen to this episode because later in the episode you'll hear a commercial uh, about this event they are having, a Jeep event they are having in just a few weeks. So if you live in the area or somewhere in the southeast and you are interested in this big Jeep event that they are putting on in just a few weeks, you can also you can visit their website, Kaya Vineyards, or you can go to their Facebook page. I've also got a link to their uh, website on this podcast uh, episode, so you'll be able to see that in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. So anyway, also I want to give a shout out to my local sponsors. I have some local sponsors right here in Georgia that uh, help keep the show going. Uh, you've got El Perry and Mexican Restaurant, um, Wilbanks Law Firm, Little Ward Funeral Home, Chris Edwards with Rodan and Fields, Simmons Heating and Air, Olivia Freeman Realtor with the Hardegree Team, Keller Williams and um, Atlanta Partners, and then we've got Hyman Brown Insurance, for all your home and auto needs, and then Life's a Party Rental Company right here in Commerce, Georgia. So those are my local sponsors. Can't do it, can't do it without them. They are very uh, hands-on in their services, and I can't promote them enough. They are, they're the greatest. So thank you for my sponsors who make the show possible. But like I said, today's episode is brought to you by Kaya Vineyards and Winery. So be sure you check them out. If you've, if you've never been to Dahlonega, you are missing out because it is a beautiful town nestled in the uh, mountains of northeast Georgia, and it's just gorgeous. Whether it's summertime, spring, or, or even when it's fall, when the leaves are falling, it's just a beautiful, beautiful town. And they have several wineries, but the winery that I highly recommend is Kaya Vineyards. Okay? So... Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to this interview I had with Radney Foster from uh, Country Music, and you're going to you're in for a treat because he's he's such a nice guy, and um, I believe you'll enjoy some of the stories he tells about Sarah Evans and Mary Chapin Carpenter and Vince Gill. So he's he's got all these famous friends in the business. So coming up right now is my interview with country music star, hit songwriter, Radney Foster. Enjoy. 
We're here today with an amazing storyteller, songwriter, and singer. And you know some of his hits that he's had on the radio and other people have recorded his songs, Mr. Radney Foster. Radney, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, Brett. Um, you know, as I'm reading some uh, reading up on you to see what all you've been up to lately, you know, of course you had the album for you to see the stars, which people right. you should check that out. And but recently you're you're releasing the audio book, which I think is fascinating. Oh, thanks very much. You know, the 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 record had a book of short stories to go with it, mm-hmm. and essentially the concept was that you know. Each song had its own short story, and we put out both a book and CD at the same time in September of of uh, 2017, mm-hmm. and it did incredibly well for us. Yeah, um, I, I did the book through um, a really great um, independent Southern lit publisher um, from out of North Carolina, Working Title Farm, and 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 they were super helpful, and everywhere along the way as we were getting ready to try to think about doing an audio book, both the people that worked out for said, you need to be the one reading this stuff. And then all of my fans would come up cause I would read little segments and have been since we put the, the, the book and the CD out uh-huh. um, in my concerts, I probably do at least three or four new songs, you know, in the set right. and within, but in front of a couple of them, at least I'll uh, I'll read a little segment from one of the short stories, just a little snippet, you know, maybe a minute or two long, and uh, which has made the fans go wild for the book. We've sold tons of them at my live shows as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But every single night, at least in the last year, we had somebody who would be in the. Now, are you going to do an audio book? And I said, <laughs> you know, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and 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 they said, well, if if you're not the one reading it, you're doing it wrong because everybody, you know, wow. wants. Oh, it's so powerful to hear you read it. And I thought, okay, that's cool. I should. And um, so that was a whole new challenge and way of yeah. looking at it, you know, because <laughs> you think you can read till you really start trying to do it. You know, it's a you have to, you know, it gave me a whole new appreciation for my friends who have spent their lives on the radio, really knowing how to pronounce things well, yeah. and yet not sound unnatural you know and over pronouncing them yeah so it's tougher than you think yeah i bet it is man um well that's awesome but let me rewind a little bit to for you to see the stars was there uh was this just some songs you wanted to put out or did you have a process in putting that record together I, i really did have a really uh unique process in that it started, I thought I was going to make a, another record altogether, uh-huh. and, but three and a half years ago, I got pneumonia and laryngitis so bad that I could not speak for six weeks, and then I couldn't um, go out and tour for another six weeks oh, wow. um, because I had to have vocal therapy. You know, because mm-hmm. you can't just go from not speaking for sure. over a month to singing for an hour and a half to two hours at full voice. Uh-huh. You just you. And so I had to really take it easy, and it, it was it was very frustrating. And so I wrote the book. I wrote the, my first short story because I had um, the frustration of not talking, and I and I wrote a note to my wife, and I said, "Hey, there's a song I wrote 
six months ago that I think might have a short story in it. Mm. And I'm going to write the short story to keep from going crazy. And my wife <laughs> picked up the pen and wrote down. She didn't speak to me. She picked up the pen and wrote down on the same sheet of paper. You should, because you're driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's really how I got started was that I thought, and when I handed the short story to her, she said, babe, this is really good. And you should continue to try to write this way. And I wrote a couple more. One was inspired by a song as well. And I thought, well, I'll just write a, hey, wait a second. If I write a song, for the, I could do a whole album and book this way. Oh, wow. And um, and that was really what the inspiration was for it, was that just coming out of that piece of adversity. So it got interesting when we were A&Ring the the songs that were going to go on the record because it had to have short story to go with it. Mm -hmm. I had to be able to find, you know, I had a stack of about 30 songs that I thought would go well on a record, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I had to make sure that out of that stack of 30, you know, you know, can I find a short story in one of these songs? And so I would, I would play those songs over and over again to myself, you know, learn them, play them mm -hmm. on the guitar and just think about, you know, what story could come out of that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then I had a couple other instances where I had a short story that came to me that didn't have anything to do with any of those 30 songs. <laughs> I, I got to write a song to go with this thing, you know? Oh, so you and, uh, do it that way. Oh, yeah. It oh, went wow. in reverse order as well. Yeah. Some, okay. some of them were written uh, story first and then song to go with. I love and, that. And, but that made it tough because you knew, then you knew you had to get the song really right, yeah, you know, because yeah. it, it's, it's going to go on a record. It, it can't be, you know, mm -hmm. halfway. You've got to really get it right. And uh, so it was it, it kind of it, it was it was interesting. It was fun. It was different. And uh, it was challenging. Uh, so, but I really enjoyed it. And and that's, you know, I'm currently working on um, my next book and uh, next record. Mm -hmm. which hopefully are going to come out in 2020 and, okay. and uh, I, I won't know till I'm finished with them, but uh, hopefully they're going to come out in 2020 sometime. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been a, a interesting creative process. So yeah. I'm excited. I love that, man. That's, that's so cool to hear you talk about that. Uh, do, you, do you enjoy co-writing or do you r rather do it by yourself? Is it, or you know, I, I do it both ways and I really enjoy both ways. Okay. I, there's certain times where, you know, if you look at this record, this is is not untypical. Um, you know, about half of the songs I wrote on my own, and about half of them I wrote with other people. And it, it okay. and it'll it'll go a little bit one way or the other mm -hmm. on, on most records. Um, but uh, you know, I would never have written for you to see the stars the way I did unless I had been with my two co-writing buddies up in Alaska. You know, oh, and wow. um, on a fishing trip, and so. You know, things like that always. I, I always think that co-writing makes you a better solo writer, and writing solo makes you a better co-writer. They mm. feed for me anyway. They yeah. feed off of one another, right? You know, yeah. Um, well, let me dive into this because I, you know, this uh, this podcast writing is all about throwing it back, and and I've had many of your friends on the show. But the other day I was listening to uh, Terry Clark's podcast and she had Mary uh -huh. Chapin Carpenter on there. And I had no clue that she sang backup on Nobody Wins. Oh, yeah. She oh, talked yeah. about that, man. And then I started thinking about it and I listened to it and I thought, that's that's her. And she talked about how tough it was because it was so high. <laughs> oh, 
oh yeah, it was high for her. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it because I'm, I'm a baritone. I wasn't really singing all that high. I mean, I was, you know, that last chorus is in my upper register, but yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize it's like, oh no, you know, she, she's a pretty low alto. Uh-huh. And uh, she really had to belt it out to get that last, nobody wins yeah. that she does, you know, uh-huh. uh, which is always so cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, I always, I always remember being in the studio with her with that. And, you know, I, that whole first year when that record came out, I did an entire tour with her. Oh, you did? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Big time. And she'd come out most nights, almost every night. There was a couple nights she didn't because it wasn't logistically going to work. Mm-hmm. But um, she came out almost every night. And, uh, you know, we, we would put Nobody Wins in the mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, seventh in the batting order yeah you know and uh and she'd come out and sing on it and go back and still have 15 minutes to get ready for her show and that kind of thing so it was always cool when when that would happen now was this tour around the time when she was hot as fire oh gosh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah man she oh yeah no we were selling she was we were selling out five thousand seaters wow right regular and and you know playing bigger ones than that we were we were in uh we were in some a bunch of big sheds and that was it was very very cool and 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 i had gotten to know her because you know we had met her when i was in foster and lloyd and just said you know man what you do is really cool yeah she opened for us you know and then yeah and then so and then when i left foster and lloyd i was um in a mess with my publisher and not being able to communicate with RCA records and mm-hmm. RCA records not being able to communicate with my publisher. And I was in literally in limbo for a year and unable to get paid or get out from under either contract because mm-hmm. one hand wouldn't talk to the other. And, and wow. so I, uh, I ended up riding her bus. It was when she was in small theaters and mm-hmm. I rode the bus uh, with her and rode the bus with Vince Gill. Um, and they would pay me as their opening act, um, hmm. you know, with just me and my guitar. And I would, um, it kept me from losing my house. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. They're both wow. dear friends and I'll never for, forget that. You know? I mean, they were very, very good to me. You know? Wow. That's such a cool story, Radney. And, you know, speaking of songwriting, she's one of my favorite songwriters, especially for oh, that era. Big time. Yeah. 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 Big uh, time. Well, you know, I, as, as I was studying up on you, and I knew a couple of these already because I'm a huge fan of songwriters, I did not know that you were a writer on the Tanya Tucker uh, hit, Don't Go Out. Yeah. Man, that, that's yeah. one of my favorite. Bill Lloyd and I wrote that together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs that she recorded, man. And, oh, uh, thanks very much. Man. And, 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 I, and it's such a cool duet between – and they they – thought of because we had written it as don't go out with him mm-hmm. you know and and you know they figured out that uh that might be a, a good duet but that how do you what do you call it don't go out with him don't go out with her yeah. you know i mean how do you <laughs> you know how do you do that you know so they just like don't go out you know yeah uh, so i thought it was really really cool and i thought she and t graham brown's voices sounded so cool together oh, this yeah. was a real real thrill for me to you know i had grown up being a tanya tucker fan and so to see her actually do one of my songs was just way cool you know let me ask you this as you as a songwriter that's had uh 
several hits by other artists. What kind of feeling does a songwriter get when they have a huge hit from like Sarah or Keith Urban or Tanya? Is it just crazy or? It's awesome. I mean, it's an awesome feeling because it's one, in one sense, you know, it's like it is, you know, I started out as a staff songwriter. So people are always asking, aren't you jealous or didn't you have? And I was like, no, no. So first of all, you know, you know that there's a paycheck coming that's exactly. going to be massive, you know, <laughs> exactly. you know, and, and then, but you know, on top of that, I always thought it was cool that somebody would think enough of one of my songs to right. actually do them. I mean, I, 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 I always tried to write songs so that I could sing them and then for someone to lift one off my record or to call me up and, or even call my publisher and say, Hey, what has Rodney Foster been writing lately? And mm-hmm. sometimes there've been things where, they said, you know, publishers said, hey, we know you're you're saving this for your next record, but how do you feel about us, you know, pitching it to this particular artist? And mm-hmm. I said, go right ahead, you know. And then other times, uh, and actually all, almost, I'd say more than half of the cuts that I've had with other artists, if I didn't write it with them, was something that was taken off of one of my records. They heard it. Oh wow! Off of my record, and just like huh. that song's a hit, I'm gonna do that song. That's cool. you know, and uh, that was absolutely how Sarah Evans, you know, heard "Real Fine Place to Start" yeah. and just said, "That's a hit. That's yeah. an absolute hit song, and I'm gonna cut it." Yeah. And, and who knew? I mean, and, and then it was the first single, ended up becoming the title of her record and the oh. title of her tour, and uh, and I went out. Um, with her, uh, with my acoustic guitar and all the theaters that she, there were some bigger places where she had full band, but uh-huh. she called me up and said, I've, you know, I've got, you know, two dozen theaters that, you know, I need mm-hmm. an acoustic opening act. And I said, Fat, would you think about doing that? I said, pass them on to my agent. I'll do every one of them I can. That's you know, awesome, I did. It was really fun. It's well, really cool. You're, you know, in your songwritings, and if, if you, and people listening, if you look up uh, hit songs from Radney, your songwriting, man, I love it because it, there's meat on the bone. It's like, uh, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not dissing what's out there today, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge country fan, huge 90s fan. Uh, but, man, it's like, certain songs just seem that like they've lost that beauty of storytelling that the nineties was so famous for. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't disagree. I think there's some, I think there's a handful of folks out there that are, that are doing it. And I gotta right. tell you, I think, the, I think the women are kicking the guy's butt. Dude, you ain't kidding. You know, I mean, Margot Price's new record and, 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 I, uh, Sonny Sweeney's record. Oh, she's great. I mean, yeah. Bottle by the bed. Oh my God! If that don't make you cry, you ain't breathing. Yeah. You know. Uh. And and Casey Musgraves, man. Yes, you know. Fun. I mean, I really do. I think the I think the women are absolutely, you know, <clears throat> kicking tail and taking names. And, and and, but I think there's some guys who are who are, are really, you know, trying to harken back to a more traditional sound. I, I, I'm real happy to see the success that the guys in Midland have had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are really good songs. Yeah. I, I, the, that, uh, um, John Party's song, um, oh, as long as she ain't in it. Yeah. Woo boy, yeah. that's, that's, that's some strong medicine right there. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that they're, you're right. That, that, you know, there, there's always been an element in country music and, and it's, it's waxed and it's waned, but, but where, are 
country radio wasn't going to play Guy Clark or Towns Van Zant on the radio, mm-hmm. but a whole bunch of country singers were going to be smart enough to know that, you know, Poncho and Lefty or Desperados Waiting for a Train or L.A. Freeway were were masterpieces. Yeah, you know, um, and we're going to go record those types of really got meat on the bone songs, mm-hmm. um, uh, songs that really mean something. And, and or have this great storytelling element like a poncho and lefty i think is the top of the mark um, a good but the, 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 you know they were going to cut those kinds of songs and you know so it seems to me that about everything i hear is about you know uh you know hooking up at a bonfire party i mean yeah. it's just you yeah. know i mean it's like and, and how many there weren't that many bonfire parties when I was in high school, guys. I mean, just there weren't that many of them. And you, you took know? a dirt road in a pickup truck to get to that bonfire. <laughs> right. You know, come on, man. Oh. Expand your horizons, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that too, man. This is off subject, but I thought to myself a lot when I hear a certain song on the radio about uh, that they're singing about a bonfire or something. And I'm thinking, you know, I grew up in the country and we didn't do that that much. I'm like, you know. I say, we didn't do that. I, I grew up in a little tiny town and we just didn't have that many bonfires. Oh, me. Um, you know, being a part of the 90s, man, uh, and I was telling, I've told people this before, it's like 90s country has become its own genre because it's so, it is, it's special and it's, and and Billy Dean was on the show, man, and he said he's more busy now than he ever has been. You know, it's like, right, yeah, I'm 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 working a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I see that, and uh, I I you know, for one of the best songs, man, and and I've I covered this song because I play too. I cover Nobody Wins. Oh, cool, dude. It's just uh, and, and it's it it reminds me. And when we listen to certain songs, I'm sure you do this too. It takes you back, and it takes me back to the '90s. You know. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, Thanks very much, it. man. So, but uh, well, man, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Brett. It's an absolute pleasure, man. Uh, uh, you know, let me know if we can do anything else for you, and and uh, uh, you know, have fun out there. I love that you're you're, you know, kind of going back to uh, some mm-hmm. older times in the past and interviewing some guys my age. It's uh, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Well, uh, RadneyFoster.com, everybody, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the road this year, man. You bet, Brett. Peace. All right, bye-bye. Kaya Vineyard and Winery announces its third annual Jeep show, Jeeps in the Vines, on Saturday, April 20th, 2019, from 11 to 5 p.m. at 5400 Town Creek Road in Dahlonega, Georgia. Beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. Jeep owners, Jeep lovers, families, dogs, they're all welcome to enjoy live music, great food, and unique Jeeps at the third annual Jeep Show presented by Kaya Vineyard and Winery. Guests are welcome to shop from specialty vendors, participate in contests and raffles, and explore Kaya's Vineyard through our Jeep Vineyard Trail Ride. For just $25, register your Jeep in the Jeep Show and receive a swag bag with a free t-shirt, a koozie, stemless wine glass, trail ride token, and complimentary parking. Registered Jeeps are asked to arrive at 10 a.m. You don't drive a Jeep? Well, join us as a guest with $5 parking and enjoy in-house barbecue, wine, and beer available to purchase during the show. 
And Kaya wants your art to make the event shine. Artists and graphic designers of all ages are encouraged to participate in our Jeep Show logo contest. The winning design will be showcased on all event t-shirts. Plus, the contest winner and their three chosen guests will receive a free night stay in a newly renovated cabin at Dahlonega Resort and Vineyard, as well as four food tickets for the day of the event. Pretty cool, huh? Please submit contest entries to marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A, vineyards.com. Kaya has also partnered with TLC Humane Society to sponsor dog and cat, cat adoptions throughout the event and accept donations. Cash and check donations are welcome, as well as treats, toys, towels, and laundry soap. Last year, over $1,500 was raised to help our furry friends and multiple loads of goods were driven back to the shelter. Event will be held rain or shine. Vineyard Trail will be canceled or may be canceled if inclement weather occurs. No refunds will be given. And let me tell you, Dahlonega is a beautiful place for those of you that are interested in, in, in going to this event. It's a lot of fun, and it's, it's all day from 11 to 5 p.m. Uh, great food, great music. It's something you don't want to miss. That's at Kaya Vineyard and Winery, and that's 5400 Town Creek Road, Dahlonega, Georgia. You can also visit their website at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A vineyards.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Radney Foster. Be sure you check out his website, his Facebook page as well, and uh, go check him out in concert. Now, thank you for downloading this week's episode. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button, uh, give us a five-star rating. If you have time, write a short review, and I would really appreciate it. Now, one thing I wanted to share with you is that we are... We are worldwide, and it just shows you that country music really is worldwide. We've got listeners in Germany, uh, Ireland, the, all over the U.K., Australia, and South Africa even. So we've, we've got all these listeners uh, tuning in each week, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome to know that country music really is worldwide, and I can't thank you enough for... Uh, investing in this, investing your time in this, and just listening to these interviews. Tell your friends about us. Visit us on the web at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. There you can uh, contact me, and you can also go to the archives and, l- and listen to any episode that we've had since back in October of 2018. So anyway, I'm just really excited about that. I wanted to share that with you. I hope you all have a great week. And you will, I hope you enjoy uh, your, your time together with your family and friends. Next week, I will be heading to the Dominican Republic for a little relaxation in the sun. And I'll be recording um, a couple of episodes of the podcast down there. So I hope you tune in for that. But next week on the show, you will hear country music legend... Royalty in his own right, Mr. Gene Watson. And a lot of you know who Gene Watson is. He had so many hits uh, in country music. And he is such a humble, 
incredible, talented singer, and he still sounds great. So be sure you check that out next week, Gene Watson. Well, have a great week. Be blessed. Talk to you soon.